shines through my darkness all darkness like fire it consumes all my fears and my failures and your grace overwhelms like a flood straight from heaven and your hope opens eyes to the floodgates of heaven jesus king of the earth let the heavens proclaim your worth the one true god defeated the grave we join with angels and sing your praise overthrown is the power of darkness all darkness lost its hold yes when you came with your kindness and your goodness and your love breaks the chains of my heart of my mind and your power sets free all the captives and you bring peace sing it out jesus king of the earth let the heavens proclaim your worth the one true god defeated the grave we join with angels and sing your praise jesus king of the earth let the heavens proclaim your worth the one true god defeated the grave we join with angels and sing your praise and oh my soul Good evening. What a beautiful crowd for the mix tonight. Do you know where you are? Say the mix. Exactly. You know where you are. Tonight is our every, the last Sunday of every month. We focus on our Sunday night service. Uh, we call it the mix. And it is a night for attention to be paid to our young adults. So tonight, it's topically driven. We're going to be talking about the things that, that affect and, and touch the hearts and lives of young people. Anyone's welcome, so you're definitely welcome to be here tonight. But we're so glad that you are. What a great crowd. I want you to do me a favor. We're going to get out in the aisles after we have prayer. 
and we're going to welcome one another. I want you to find as many people as you can that you don't know their name. And it's easy to go to the ones you know. I want you to go find people you don't know. And I want you to introduce yourself to them. And uh, shake their hand. Let them know they're in the right place tonight at the mix on Sunday night. We love all of our ages. We have ministry for teenagers. We have ministry for children, nursery, preschool. We have ministry to senior adults. And we have family ministry. And we also have what we call young young adult ministry, which is the mix. And we want you to know tonight that we love you, we honor you, and we're here to pray for you, be an encouragement for you. And if you've come by to visit with us, thank you so much for being here. We want to get out in the aisles, find as many of you as we can, shake your hand, let you know that we love you, and we welcome you tonight to the mix. Would you find somebody you don't know right now? God bless you.
worthy the one who laid down his life for us and that's what we live for tonight as our ushers come forward we're going to continue at this time to worship him as we prepare to worship him with our giving tonight we have an opportunity to become kingdom builders to invest in his kingdom as we support the ministry that he's doing here in Middletown and throughout Latin America and Europe as we help support the missionaries there so we're going to join together as God's family tonight to give back to him for all he's given us. Let's pray. Lord, we're so thankful that we're here tonight in this place. We've come, Lord, because we're hungry for you. We're so thankful, Lord. We're unworthy of all that you've given us. And tonight we want to give back to you just a portion of what you've given us tonight. We want to invest in your kingdom, Lord. And we ask that you would bless it, that you would bless the giver tonight, Lord, and that everything that we give would meet and exceed the needs of this church and those that we support through this church, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we give ourselves to you tonight. Have your way in this worship tonight. Have your way with us tonight, Father, as we give you something from us, Lord, from our heart tonight. As we pour out our love to you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. 
In Philippians chapter 4, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but by prayer, with petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. He wants us to praise Him, even in the hard times, even when we're worried about circumstances or anxious about something going on in our life, we're to praise God. And when we keep our eyes focused on Him and who He is, that He's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, He's the God who fights for us, even when we can't see, He's fighting for us. He loves us unconditionally. When we keep praise in our hearts, we keep our minds focused on Him, and we push the enemy away when we're praising God. We can't be distracted by his thoughts because we have our minds on him. Amen. We're praising him. And this song just says, may your praise ever be on my lips. That's what I want my prayer to be every day in my life, that his praise will always be on my lips, no matter what I'm going through, no matter what I'm facing. May his praise ever be on my lips. Just worship with us tonight. True name, and it's 
you're never gonna let me down you're never gonna let you're never gonna let me down you're good Merciful Healer, 
Jesus and what can make me whole again and nothing but the blood of Jesus we here in your presence lifting up the name of Jesus a strong tower meant to save us and now nothing will defeat us we are boldly interceding for our children lost and bleeding we'll see slavery Psalm 3 says this, Lord, how they are increased that trouble me. Many are they that rise up against me. 
Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. Selah. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter of mine head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. Selah. I laid me down and slept. I waked for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all mine enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people. Then it ends with, think about it. How many of you know he is your defender? He is your right arm of mighty power. He is the God of great deliverance. He's here tonight to touch you. As we get ready for the word of God tonight, I want to ask you, if there's any of your pastors, I want you to come real quick around the altar. If there's anyone here tonight that would like special prayer, very quickly, I want you to just step out where you are, meet these folks in the altar, and we're going to pray and ask God to minister to the need of your heart and life. As these come to pray, if you feel comfortable and you'd like you need special prayer, just, just feel free to step out right now. And if you have a special need here tonight, would you just make it known? If We're going to pray together. If you have a need and, and you would like us to just pray together with you right now and agree with you together, would you just lift up your hand one more time? Let me see. Oh, yeah, goodness. All right, we're going to pray right now. As these continue to pray, I want them, if they will, to sing that chorus, just beautiful. Love that song. And let's pray for these right here, and let's pray for these needs. Father, as we come before you tonight... Lord, we come boldly before your throne and we thank you that, Lord, we can bring every care to you, that you are our defender. Lord, when the battle rages on every side, when it seems as if everything around us is crumbling, Lord, we can look to the you. We can look to your strength and we can know that you fight our battles for us. The battle belongs to the Lord. We give you honor and we give you praise and we thank you, Lord, for we are safe in the arms of the Lord. You prepare a table in the presence of our enemies. You serve us, Lord. We are, we are feasting at your table in the midst of the turmoil around us. There will, there will be peace, Lord, no matter what's happening around us. We thank you for this confidence. We thank you, Lord, that we can have this kind of peace in our hearts. In a world that has gone mad, in a place, Lord, around us that seems to be filled with chaos, we understand that there is a calming peace that comes in knowing Jesus Christ. We give you the honor tonight. We pray for each of these needs, every hand that was lifted up. We ask you to minister, Lord, to every heart, every life. We believe in answered prayers. We believe in a God who hears us and delivers us. We thank you, Lord, for healing tonight. We thank you for provision. We thank you, Lord, for coming to the end to, to fight for the battles that we're in. And, Lord, we give you honor and praise for every victory. We know it comes from a mighty God who loves us, who loves us unconditionally. We can never do anything to get outside. Nothing can separate us from your love. We give you honor tonight. We thank you. Lord, we pray for our community. We pray for the streets tonight. So many folks, Lord, that are out there up to no good. We just pray over their lives. We pray that a, a message of your love will go to them. Father, touch them wherever they are, in back alleys and, and in streets and wherever they're hiding out and hanging out. God, we just ask your love to be with them. 
especially pray for young adults, those married, unmarried, those who are starting this journey in their lives. God, they need special attention and prayer. They need special ministry. I pray for all of our young adults who are not here tonight, who don't realize the need for this service. I pray over them tonight and pray, God, that you'll arrest their spirit and help them and let them know and get them a sense of hunger and desire to be in your house, Lord. I pray over them. We designed this for them. We want them to feel and know that it's for them. God, help them to be hungry for it. I pray it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I thank you for all these that are here. I thank you for those that have come to your house that are hungry for the word of God. They're not caught up in programs, but they're here hungry for the house of God and the presence of God. We honor you for this tonight, Lord. And we give you the praise and we give you the glory. Minister through our church in all the different avenues that we have brought your word and your presence. And we are studying and making ourselves approved, Lord, to be faithful in ministry. Specialized ministry. Touch us tonight as we honor you and bless you. We give you praise. And now we pray over the word that your work will be done and accomplished. In the name of Jesus Christ, we come together in your name. And we give you the praise. And everybody together said amen. Amen. You can be seated. I want to thank you for being here. This is a great crowd for our young adult service on Sunday night. Thank you for those who are here, young adults and young at heart. How about that? How many are young at heart here? Let me see your hand. All right. Thank you for being here tonight. You're most welcome. And we want, you know, we, we believe and know we are a multi-generational church with specialized ministry to all the ages. And so tonight you're part of our young adult outreach. And I want you to help me pray because there's a great crowd here and you're all here and I thank you so much for being here. But there are many other young adults that do not find this to be necessary. And I am really praying that they will get here. They need to be here. Amen. They need to be here. And as a pastor, it upsets me when they don't come. So I am really praying and I want you to help me to, to get a message across. And I want you to help me pray for them that they will feel a desire and a need to be here. You know, and again, thank you for all those who are here, but I'm just being a pastor right now. I want people to be in the house of God, and especially when we have designed a ministry, especially for them, a word for them. I believe that Debbie has a word tonight. I've known her all of her life. I was there when she was born. I am her big brother. But Debbie is an anointed minister of the gospel, and she's here tonight to speak to us. And I've seen her tear up rooms, man, with the Spirit of God anointing her. And I am thrilled that she's here tonight with a word. I looked, leaned over to her, and I said, you got a word? And she said, oh, yes. And I know that she is here ready to speak. And I, I appreciate her. I love her, and I respect her and honor her. She is my sister, but at the same time, I know that she's a woman of God. So you are blessed because you're here tonight. You're blessed because you have been called out and feel that your need to be in the house of God tonight. Deb, come ahead. Won't you make her feel welcome? It won't be so awkward. It is always good to be in the house of the Lord. And um, I always have to pray. I, you know, I can't do this on my own. It would be torturous for you all to sit here if it were just me, you know, speaking. And I get, I get nervous. I think that's a good thing. I totally depend on the Lord. And I don't want to waste air and time and space just saying, you know, whatever. But I want to speak. 
exactly the word that you need to hear. And I'm going to pray right now. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity. I pray that you touch everyone here tonight. I pray that you touch me, Lord. And then you know that apart from you, I can do nothing. But through you, I can do all things. And I want to do this through you, God. Speak the word, Lord, that we need to hear. Change us forever. Do an eternal difference. Make an eternal difference in our life. Not just a temporary fix or something that fades away. But tonight, let us hear a word that is quickened. And, and give them ears to hear, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And, and I come against every hindrance or distraction, Lord. And I pray against the enemy that would love to, to, to distract. And I pray, Lord, that you remove that in the name of Jesus. And I am here for your service, God. Have your way. Do the work that you desire in the name of Jesus, I pray. And I thank you, Lord. Amen. You know, last week there was a message given that the Lord is coming. He's coming soon. And, um, you know, there's those scoffers that say, well, we've heard that forever, but we know that all the things are in place and things are happening on a daily basis that the Lord gave us to look for, to know that his coming is soon. And the Lord has been dealing with my heart and stirring up that that is coming is, is very soon and to prepare and to get people to prepare. I, I think the heaviest, heaviest burden on my heart in these last days are young adults and old adults and young people that have allowed the enemy to deceive them and to think that right is wrong and, and, Bad is good, and it's okay, and, and we're all good, and God is, is a God of love. And when, when God is, he is love, and he is mercy, and he has not come yet because it's not his will that any perish, but he's waiting for one more person to repent, one more person to get it right, and, and for that eureka moment to happen inside of them that they say, yes. I know him. I got it. I was so wrong. I was so deceived. I was so lost. And then so many in the church are allowing these last days to let the enemy beat them up and wear them down, wear them out. You know, in the book of, of Daniel, it says that the enemy would attempt to wear out the saints. And it says in the mental sense. I mean, that is just something that speaks to all of us. We're not physically wore out. There's not a lot of us that do. Some of us do physical labor, but a lot of us are just worn out mentally. We are at our end, but that's the enemy's goal to wear out the saints in the mental sense. But we have the mind of Christ. And, and we know that he is our God and, and we get our perspective off and, and we forget about the power that we have in him. The last thing that I said when I was here speaking to the mix, and I remember it, the very last thing that, that I spoke, and I think it's a really good place to start, is that there are two moves going on on the earth today. There's a move of the enemy to deceive people 
and to get them off track so that they're not ready when the Lord comes or should they meet him, they're not ready. And then there is that other move where he said in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and daughters shall prophesy and your men will dream dreams and you'll have visions. That's, that's the other move, a move of the Holy Spirit that we can have every day, that we don't have to feel powerless, we don't have to feel weak, we don't have to wring our hands. We have this power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and, and drink deadly things and nothing will harm us. We have this power. I'm going to read some from Matthew just to kind of to, to let us get into the mind frame of the things that are going to happen in the last days. And I know that you'll be able to relate to a lot of them. Matthew 24, 3 and 6, it says, As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him. Tell us, they said, when will this happen? And what will be the sign of your coming in the end of the age? And Jesus answered, he said, watch that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name claiming I'm Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. But see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. And all these are the beginning of birth pains. In 24.9 it says, in Matthew 24.9 he, he says, Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. And you'll be hated by nations because of me. Hated because of him. You know, we, we've got people that, that are so concerned about what people think about them. But Jesus is telling them, he's telling them, they hated me first, they're going to hate you. You know, men love darkness because their deeds are, are, are wicked, you know, and they're evil. They hate the light. They don't like us to tell them you know, and show them the way. Does that mean that we stop and we become passive because we might want to be popular and we don't want to offend anyone? Political correctness has, has entered politics and, it's, and we're realizing they're finally getting and it's not working for anyone. It's coming to the church and it's not working for anyone. So it says, you will be handed over to them to be persecuted and put to death, and you'll be hated by all nations because of me. And at that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate one another, and many false prophets will appear and deceive many. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. We know that God is love. And the Bible says that he that does not love does not know God. For God is love. That's a way to know that we know God. We bear the fruit of love. Love is patient. Love is kind. It doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. It's not proud. It's not rude. It's not easily angered. It, it doesn't rejoice. In, in, it rejoices in the truth. It, it bears all, believes all, perseveres. Love never fails. Love is not easily angered. Love doesn't get offended at the drop of a hat. It's not self-seeking. And we know that God is love. And he that does not love, he said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. You'll do what I say. 
But there's the, the big question that will come up on that day when we, we will stand before him and he will either say, enter in, good and faithful servant, or depart from me, I never knew you. Who are you? He that does not love God does not know God. But he promises that he'll give us a heart to know him and that we will love him with all of our heart and he will be our God and we will be his people. In Matthew 24, 13, it says, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. He said, see, I've told you ahead of time. And this is 25 through 27. So if anyone tells you he is here, out of the desert, go not there, or he is here, or in the room, do not believe it. For this is how he's going to come. For as lightning that comes from the east is visible even to the west, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. Matthew 24 through 25, immediately after the distresses of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heaven, heavenly bodies will be shaken. And at that time, the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky and all of the nations of the earth will mourn. And they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds of the sky with, with power and great glory. In Matthew 24, 31 and 33. And then, then will send his angels with a loud trumpet call. And they will gather his elect from the four winds and one end of the heavens to the other. Now learn this lesson from a fig tree. And this is going to be something I want you to remember because I'm going to come back to this. Now learn the lesson from the fig tree as soon as its twigs get tender and the leaves come out you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see all these things, you know that it is near, right at the door. Christians are suffering persecution all over the world. It said that you, you will be handed over and persecuted, and some of you will be, will be killed. And we know, I know even a few years ago in India, that, that ministers were, were dismembered in front of their congregation over in India. And, and things happening and people slaughtered and over in the Middle East, you know, ISIS and, and them destroying and, and, and coming in churches and killing Christians. It's happening today. It's happening now. And he said, when you see these things, you know, know that it's coming, it's near. So what, what do we do? What do, what do we do to, to prepare? We don't want to be asleep. It says, don't sleep like others do. There is a, a scripture in Revelation. Let me find it real quick because I didn't mean to jump there, but I want to start with it. It said, listen, and listen to this. Revelation 19, 7 and 8, it says, Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given to her to wear. Fine linen stands for the righteousness acts of the saints. So here she made, this is the church, referring to the church as her, she made herself ready. Matthew 24 goes on to say, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. 
And we know that the scoffers have said, you know, where's the coming of the Lord since our fathers? We've heard this from the beginning of creation. But Second Peter says this. It says, but do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is as a thousand years and a thousand years like a day. And the Lord is not slow in keeping his promises. Some understand slowness, but he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. This is why he waits. It is his will that everyone is saved. You know, we pray and pray for some loved ones, and sometimes we pray for their healing, and it doesn't happen, and we're sad. But let me tell you, when you pray for the salvation of a son or a daughter, or you pray for a friend or relative that is lost, you are praying the will of God, period. You are praying his heart and his desire, and he says that if we ask in his name, that we will have the things that we ask for. That's a prayer he wants to answer. That's a prayer he's ready to answer. And as a church, we have to be the church. There's so many lost and so many deceived in these last days. You know, the Bible says that no one knows the day or the hour that he will come. Only the Father knows. Jesus doesn't know. He's going to have to wait for that order from God to know when to go get your bride. And it says in the, you know, in the last days it would be similar to the days of Noah when they were eating and drinking and, and just living. And suddenly the flood came, that, that the coming of the Lord would be just like that. And it says, goes on to say in Matthew 24, 40, two men will be in the field and one taken and the other left. And two women will be at the mill, one taken and the other left. Therefore keep watch because you do not know what day the Lord will come. And he, he talks about if you knew a thief was coming into the house, you would watch and you wouldn't, you wouldn't get broken into. The command is to watch and to pray. Second Timothy talks about what I think perfectly today. You know, we can see so much of the, you know, it said because of wickedness, the love of many would wax cold. Well, Second Timothy 3 and 1, 4, it says, Know this also, that in the last days perilous times will come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such Turn away. There is a denial of the power. There is a move of a of form. And I can see that everywhere. There have been young adults leave this congregation to follow a form. I can see, I know their names and I know their faces. And they left the truth for a form that said you can do whatever you want and you can, you can sin. And, 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 and you know what? They'll, they'll come to us, you know, and they'll say, They'll say, don't tell me what sin is. I know what sin is. I've heard it my whole life. Some of them raised in the church. Don't tell me I've heard that. But the Lord spoke to me one day. He said, they heard it, but they didn't hear it. Because if they heard it, 
they wouldn't sin anymore. And that started getting me to pray, Lord, give them ears to hear your word. But there is a form, and they are deceived, and it, it, it all sounds good. It's a, it's a candy-coated Jesus that, and rainbows and unicorns and butterflies and all is good and grace, grace, grace. You know, oh, he loves us all. He understands our faults, and, and, and they make void. They nullify the cross of Christ and the power of it to save a life and to transform a person and to deliver them from sin. That's why the church is here. We are here to get a hold of him, to be that light. And, I, and I've listened to him. I've listened to him talk. And they're, they're easily offended. You know, the Bible says that in the last days that many would be offended and hate one another, betray one another. And, and they, they're like, you know, don't, don't tell me I'm wrong. Don't tell me what I'm, I'm doing wrong. I'm not wrong, and, and you're wrong, and you need to be quiet, and, you know, and, and trying to silence us and, 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 and offend it. And, and you know what? We, we shrink back. I think that we have shrunk back, and, and we don't want to offend them. So now we're trying to, to be seeker-sensitive and, and be, be kind, you know, and, and, and tone it down. And, um, you know, that's exactly what the enemy wants. You know, that I, I was praying for uh, lost loved ones that I was very, very burdened for. And I would talk to them, and there would just be a blank look on their face. And I was, I was devastated. I said, Lord, they don't want to hear. They're not listening. Then I went to prayer. And it's like the heaviest burden in my heart. It's like, don't you know that there's a loving Savior for you that wants to deliver you and give you life? No, I want to do what I want to do. You know, I want, I want to go to the parties, and I want to, I want to be that. And, and the, I was in prayer, and I, and I was devastated. I presented it to the Lord. I said, Lord, you know, what do I do? You know, and, and, and I felt like, you know, they don't want to hear it, so I need to be quiet. But the Lord said, keep speaking. Don't look at their face. Don't look at their response. Keep giving them the truth. Don't ever stop giving them the truth. Make them uncomfortable. <laughs> Let them, turn that light on. Let them squirm. Watch them squirm. Don't back off. You know, the Bible says the kingdom suffered violence. That was passivity. We backed off. You know, the Lord said one day to me, he said, the weak are ruling. We're letting, you're letting the babies have it. The babies want to say, I know, I know what's right. You know, a, a rebellious attitude is a know-it-all attitude. I know, don't tell me because I already know. I've heard it all. Don't tell me. You can't tell me. But the kingdom suffered violence, but the violent begin to take it by force. And that's what happened in John the Baptist's day when Malachi was the last to speak the word of God. And for 400 years there was silence. And then that silence was broken when John the Baptist entered the earth and things begin to change and move. Jesus said in John 16, he said, These things have I spoken unto you that you should not be offended, and they should put you out of the synagogue. Yea, the time cometh when those who kill you will think that they do God's service. And these things they will do to you because they have not known the Father. People want to silence us. 
they want us they want us they want to throw us out they want to accuse us they hate good they despise they're despisers of good and and you know if we think about that if if one of us were to be two people in church to take one of us and take them out and throw them out on the pavement you know because they think they're doing God's service or they're doing something good Jesus says that while you're out on the pavement, he says, I'm telling you, don't be offended. Get up, dust yourself off, because they're going to do They do this because they don't know the Father. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. I had such a wonderful moment with the Lord yesterday. And, and I, you know, we get under attack of the enemy, and, and we fight the enemy and um, I, I just recently quit a job. And when you quit a job, you can get nervous about quitting that job. And the enemy has taken that and ran with it with me. But the Lord always, he's going to use it for my good. So um, he was picking on me. And I was really being bullied and having a pity party. And um, he's like, you're free now to do the things that you so wanted to do. And you want to pray with people. And you want to be, be there. But you know what? these people, they really don't want you around. <laughs> and here you are, and you're wanting to do all this, but nobody wants what you have. And, and, and I mean, it was so strong. And it was like, I should, I should just go back. And, and, you know, I should go back to Egypt, or I should, I should do this, you know. And, and um, the whole day, I battled it. And, and at the end of the day, I sat on the couch and this is what the Lord spoke to me, and I'm, I'm so glad, you know, the Bible says that he is coming back after those that love his appearing. I am telling you that I love his appearing. You, you have to know him to love his appearing. And when you've been beat up by the devil all day and you sit down and suddenly he shows up and he speaks a word. And he said, since when do you love people that, when, when did you start loving people that love you? <laughs> That's not the call that I called you to. You know my love. And I sat there with such joy all of a sudden. And I remembered a line from a book that I really love. It's, it's Hind's Feet on High Places. And it's where this girl, Much Afraid, she's going on a journey to the high places. And her name is Much Afraid. And, and the Lord comes to her and he says, I, I have to plant the seed of love in your heart. And she said, oh, she shrunk back and she was afraid because she's much afraid. And she said, I've heard that if you love someone, you give that person power to hurt you like no one else can. And he said, yes, this is true. He didn't deny it. He said, but love does not think that that, that pain significant. Because love just loves to love. Regardless, you know, of, of, of the pain that we might have to suffer, you know, loving someone that is hurt is like, like a cornered, wounded raccoon. And they're bearing teeth and claws. And love risks injury of them scratching or biting, you know, and it's like, well, they're mean and they're saying mean words and, and, and they don't want this. And, and, but it doesn't matter because you know you have got the truth that they need. You've got the word that they need, and you've got the prayer that they need. 
So we've got to be bold and, and, and to become violent with the things of God. No more walking on eggshells and trying to pacify. You know, Jesus was the rock of offense. He was the, the stone that the builders rejected. And we have to understand this, that we can't let the enemy intimidate us from being bold and being strong and not pacifying. You know, I think of that little girl on uh, Willy Wonka, if, if you've seen that movie, where she, she wanted the golden egg. And, you know, there's, there's a generation out there that she said, Daddy, I want it. And I want it now. And then you could see Charlie, you know, rolls his eyes. He goes, here we go with her again. And, and there is that entitlement that I want it my way and they don't know you know they the younger submit to the older you know so the call to repent and and you know my brother was speaking like a lot of my notes this morning and I thought that's not fair he's already given my message the call to repent it's 1 John 2 and 15 says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. 1 Peter 1 and 16, because it's written, Be holy, for I am holy. You know, I, I, I don't mind talking about hell, because hell is real. I don't mind talking about sin, because sin will separate you from God. It says, my arm is not short that I can't save, and my ear's not heavy that I can't hear, but your sin has separated you from me. I can't rescue you. I can't love you. I can't, I can't be what I can be for you because sin has separated you from me. Sin is, is sex before marriage, alcohol, drugs, you know, drunkenness is sin. You know, Paul said, I, I'll tell you, I've told you before, I'm telling you again, you know, that no drunkards will enter heaven. No, no sexually immoral will enter heaven. These are things that have to be put under the blood, but yet there's a new wave and a form that says these things are okay. I like what Ray, my brother, said this morning when he said that it's to be free, not, not be. Sin isn't you're free to do whatever you want to do. It's the cross and salvation that to be free from all those things that's not freedom to be bound by sin the early church was threatened and and they uh, prayed psalm 2 and I, I i love that they they had healed a man and the religious people were upset and they said you can't do this and they threatened them, then they sent them to the, to, on their way. And they ran to the church. And they prayed this psalm too, which I love. You know, in, in the original psalm written by David, he said, Why does the heathen rage and, made, and imagine vain things? And um, he prays, he said that they have come against your holy child Jesus. And, and behold their threats. And the Bible says that when they came to the church and they prayed that the place was shaken and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they were no longer intimidated, but they began to speak the word with boldness by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's what's going to make us bold 
and not passive and not afraid to speak the truth. Now I'm going to totally switch gears and, and go to the call, the call of the Lord. And, and, you know, some of you are familiar with the book of the Song of Solomon. And um, I have been studied this in, intensely, and my mother had given such a great message on this book, and I'm just continuing it. And this is the desire of the Lord Song of Solomon. Now, now we can look at it, and it's a scary book, and we're like, oh, no, you know, we, when we think of the Song of Solomon, but it's actually talking about the church. And if you look at it that way, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful book to study. The church and the, um, the groom, Jesus, and her desire for him. Now, he's coming back for a church that's without spot and without wrinkle and without blemish clean and white. You know, I thought of that when I, uh, we've had a lot of weddings in our family, and I thought about that. Now, Jessica did not go, my, my niece, to a dumpster to get her wedding dress. She didn't go and pull it out and tattered and torn and dirty and smelling and saying, I'm ready for my wedding, but it was without spot. Be holy because I'm holy. Touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. Song of Solomon 2, 11 and 14. He calls her to come to him. I'm going to start at 1 Thessalonians. It says, therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. We are not to sleep, but to be awake and to be alert, to be vigilant and not sleep. So here, starting in the Song of Solomon's 5 and 2, she said, and this is the church, I slept, but my heart was awake. Listen, my lover is knocking open to me, my sister, my darling, my dove, my flawless one. My head is drenched with dew and my hair with the dampness of the night. And I have taken off my robe, must I put it on again? And I have washed my feet, must I soil them again? And this is what happens. So here she has gone to sleep. She's the church. And she's like, I'm, I'm already asleep, but my lover, the Lord, is calling. And, and, and I believe that this is exactly what he's doing to the church right now. He's calling. And we're asleep. Maybe we're tired. We've done ministry. We have jobs, and we're worn out, and we face family battles, and, and we feel defeated, and we're tired, so we're sleeping. But here comes the Lord, and it says in the Song of Solomon, he walks up to the door where she's sleeping, and it says that he puts his hand on the lock of the door, and he leaves his fragrance, and he walks away. But she smells that fragrance. And I don't know how many times that I've been dry. And I've been needing God. And he will come. It's that hide and seek, you know, where he shows up. And there's just a little bit of that stirring and that presence. And then he's gone. And she, this, this time she, she jumps out of bed and she's like, you know, 
where, where has he gone? He's put his hand on, on the, on, it says, I arose to open to my lover and my, and, and my hands drip with the myrrh and the fingers flowing the myrrh and the handles on the lock. And I opened for my lover, but my lover had left and he was gone and my heart sank at his departure. And I looked for him, but did not find him. And I called him, but he did not answer. Joel calls a solemn assembly. You know, there is this stirring, and I believe that this is the stirring that the Lord is, is doing in us. In these last days, I'm coming. All those awful things that we read from Matthew, they're happening. The signs are there. The, the, the fig branches is showing the signs that, the, that it's coming as soon. It's close. But Joel calls a solemn assembly, blow the trumpet in Zion, declare a holy fast, call a sacred assembly, gather the people, consecrate the assembly, bring together the elders, gather the children and, and nursing mothers, let the bridegroom leave their room. It's basically saying, everybody stop what you're doing because it says the new wine has been cut off from your mouth. He says, my fig branch that was budded and bloomed is now barked white. Have you ever seen someone take a tree branch and just, just kind of scrape off the whole height of it? This is his branch. It's barked white. It, it's dry. There's no life in it. And this is it. And he's saying, just like our pastor said this morning, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, and if they'll pray, that he says, I will hear from heaven and heal their land. It's, it's that same call. He's, so Joel is saying, stop what you're doing. It doesn't matter if you're getting married. It doesn't matter if you just had a baby. Bring the baby with you. We're meeting together and we're seeking God because we have lost the, the new wine has been cut off from our mouth and we've let the world lull us to sleep and, and we've let them sin come in and, and the little foxes have spoiled the vine and, and things are, are, are falling apart and we got to come together and we got to pray and seek the Lord. And, and that's when he gave the promise that, that I will restore the years that the canker worm and the palmer worm and the locusts have eaten, that he will restore those. So back to the Song of Solomon. So now she says, my beloved spoke, arise, my fair one, and come away, for winter is past and the rain is over. It says that, you know, at one point where she, she runs out into the street, uh, it says the, she runs out to try to find him. She said, I sought him, but I found him not. Now, he's already come and left his fragrance, but she's running now out in the street, and she goes to the watchman, and she says, go around about the city to me. She said, to whom I said, saw ye him who my soul, did you see the one that I love? She asked the watchman. And it was a little while that I passed from him, but I found him who my soul long loveth. And I held him and I would not let him go. So she bursts out in the street. She's asking the watchman. She finally gets a hold of him and she would not let him go. So then he said that it's time for, you know, he's calling her to come. My beloved spoke and said to me, arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. 
for winter, for lo, winter is past and rain is over and gone and the flowers appear in the earth and the time of singing has come and the voice of the turtle dove is heard in the land and the fig tree put forth her green figs and the vines with the tender grapes give a good smell. Rise, my love, my fair one, and come away. That's going to be the call. But what is he coming after? He's coming after a church that loves his appearing, one that is praying and watching and waiting, one that knows him, that is not stained the dress with with sin and and the world and, and, and the things of this world, but she's watching and she's waiting for his return. And we know that, you know, now he's talking about the fig branch and he's saying, you know, in Joel it was barked white, it was dry, but now the fig tree puts forth her green figs and the vines and the tender grapes give a good smell. Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. And Jesus said that, you know, he gave the fig branch. We've heard that a few times now. He gave that example of the fig branch. And he said, just like, you know, we know that spring is near, he gave the tree and the fig branch, you know, as an example. I was uh, in a fast one time, and, and I was, during that fast, praying and seeking the Lord, and I was studying this very thing, the Song of Solomon, and getting ready for the, and being awakened by the Spirit of the Lord, and him coming and calling us close to him. And the Lord said, I am going to share a secret with you. And it's been years. I mean, I have not shared that secret with anyone except just recently. But he said, I am going to share a secret with you. And he said, you know that the fig branch is a sign, you know, to that I gave to you to know that the, the, my coming is soon. And he said... You know, I don't know the day or the hour, but the Father knows. But I'm going to share a secret with you. He said, the fig branch is also a sign to me that I know that it's soon. Because Joel said it's been barked white and it's dry. But here in the Song of Solomon, it's bearing fruit and it's budding. And he said, when I see that branch tender and budding, and when I see my bride longing like the girl in the Song of Solomon, running, searching, it says, you'll find me when you seek for me with all of your heart. He says, when they're longing for me, And they want me more than they want a boyfriend or a girlfriend. When they want me more than a moment of pleasure. And they give me up or they put me on the back burner. But when I see the church longing for me, like in the Song of Solomon, rising up from her sleep, running through the streets, where is my love? Have you seen him? I need him. We need him. You know, the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. We are so overwhelmed with things and problems that if if we put him first and we love him most, 
everything else will fall into place. He wants that relationship with you. He wants to meet you. He wants to appear to you. He wants to save your lost loved ones. He wants you to have the faith in him to do it. He wants you to be the light of the world. He wants you to be bold to tell people, uh, no, that's not right. <laughs> you can't do that. If they want to come to the music, we, we will close. And He's looking for those that are watching and waiting and praying and looking and loving his appearing. A long time ago, I'm, I'm a painter, I'm, I'm an artist, and I won National Teen Talent many, many years ago, and um, later in life I was wanting to paint again, and it had been many years, I'd done other things with my talents, but I wanted to paint again, there was a strong desire to paint, and um, I, I thought, well, I don't like any paintings that I see, I'll paint something for my house, and I really like castles right now, so I'll start researching German, Germany castles, and I'll paint them, and it just wasn't enough motivation for me, because I wanted to use my talent for the Lord, so after a while, it died off, and I, and I let it go, but I was studying this in the Song of Solomon, and, and I was really getting it inside of me, and seeing the church, and, and how the groom, and how we are to get ready, and and we are to prepare and make ourselves ready. And that we're, our garments are white and without spot and without blemish. And we can be that. We can't be that way on our own. But we are of his righteousness. And we are clothed in his righteousness. And all we have to do is want it more than anything in the world. But I was, I, I had a dream. And, and I was painting this picture. And it was of a girl in a garden. And it was very detailed. And, and I, I looked at it, and it was a beautiful scene, and she was sitting there, and she had a lamp in her hand, and she was looking at a door intently, and I immediately knew I was dreaming, and I don't dream, but it was very detailed, and I said, I know what that is, that's a picture of the church, and she, was, she had her lamp, and it was trimmed and burning, and she was looking at the door, because the scripture says, he's even at the door it's that close are you ready are you awake have you fallen asleep have you fallen under the pressures of life he's calling us to him to get clean to come clean to take that power that the early church took that when they were threatened they ran to the church and they said this is what they said and they presented their, their threats and then they prayed Psalm 2 and the, it says the place was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word with boldness. They weren't passive or, or trying to please and, and be popular, but, but they were bold and they were sharp and they were strong. And you know, when Peter stood on that day of Pentecost, he just simply said, yeah, you were the ones that crucified him. You put him on the cross and it said 3,000 souls were saved because he boldly spoke the simple truth. And it said he added to the church daily. 
we don't have to worry about we we about numbers and, and things you know if you're doing the seeker sensitive thing and you're trying to balance and walk on eggshells and try to please everybody it's but he added to the church daily when they simply told the truth whether they liked to hear it or not whether it made them squirm she made herself ready we have to be ready so we can prepare others to be ready his coming is soon we have to have that desire when that desire comes and he sees it on the earth he's like oh i know it's soon look look how they love me look how they want me and they desire me they don't want the world the the sad thing is the people that go after the world they cheat themselves they don't understand. They're trying to do it all and be all and, and get their fill. And the, the, this is a feel right. This feels good. You know, the Bible says that sin is pleasurable for a season, but the end is death. And it says sin, when it's finished, brings death. You know what the Lord told me one day? I saw someone just having a heyday and fun and sin, and it's fun, and they're, they're going along. And the Lord said, and I, and I said, well, it looks like things are going well for them. He said, it's not finished yet. Sin, when it's finished. There's a, there's a play time and there's a fun time and there's a pleasure time. But when it's finished, it brings death. And it's immediate death. It's separation in this world. Soon as sin happens, it's, it's separation from God. We need him. We need the Lord. I want everyone to stand. Jesus said a statement to his disciples. He said, I am not of this world. If you love the world and the things that are in the world, then the love of the Father is not in you. That's a most miserable place to be. I see sinners every day so miserable, and you can see, you know what they need, but they don't know. But they need us to be bold and to tell them the truth and not be afraid, and we don't need to let the babies have it. Because we forfeit the good things of God and, and the anointing and the power and the presence of God when we, when we try to walk too easy. And you know, if you do it right and you do it like God says, it works. He's coming after those that love his appearing and I love his appearing. I love his voice. I love his presence. I love his power. We need him and we need more of him. And we need him tonight. And, and it's a call to wake up. Wake up from, from sleeping. Because it's easier to just sleep and get tired and get weary and, and lay down and, and get comfortable. But wake up. I want us to all come, if you, if you will, just come and find a place and let this be. I have always loved the altar here because the Lord is here in this altar. And this is the place where great change happens, and it's when you lay yourself down completely. 
We're going to seek the Lord tonight. Seek him. You know, the Bible says, you know, the psalm says, it says, search me and, and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me to life everlasting. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to seek him. We're going to become that, that church that's ready and that's, that's loving his appearing, that's strong. So if you will, I want everyone that will, that can, to come right now and make a place in the altar, maybe at your seat, just come and seek the Lord. I know that he will find you here. No more compromise and, and no more sin. No more little foxes that spoil the vine, but coming clean.
while these continue to pray, won't you stand with me all over the, if you can, the sanctuary? Sing that again. Come on. Is yours. Heart is yours. Take it all. Take it all. Life in your hand. Take it all. My life. Take it all. Take it all. My life in your hands. Heart is yours. My heart is yours. Take it all, take it all. My life in your hands. My heart is yours. Take it all, take it all. My life in your hands. Tonight. I could feel in Debbie's heart. It's right in line with everything that God is speaking to our church about over the last several weeks. He's trying to get our eyes off of our circumstances. He's wanting us to get our eyes off of all the things around us. He's wanting us to remember our first love as he's getting ready to come. I believe he's preparing the church as he never has before. God is getting ready to come. And I believe that we, the Lord loves us enough that he is searching us and he's evaluating, examining our hearts. He's drawing us, drawing us to him. I can see that beautiful song of Solomon. I can see that because how many of you could testify to the stress in your life? How many of you could talk about a time when you used to mark up your Bible and you used to sit for hours in the presence of the Lord and play some soft Christian music in the background and you'd just hide out in your room somewhere or you found a place where you could just be with the Lord. How many of you remember those quiet times? The times when he was calling you and leading you and growing you. He's looking at us and he's saying, I want you to get back to your first love because I'm, I'm coming. I'm getting my church ready. Those of us who have lost loved ones, he's getting us ready. It won't be long now. I'll never forget a dream I had about, I hadn't had a dream about my mom at all. All my sisters had had these great dreams and I'd had nothing. And I told the Lord one day, I said, Lord, I'm looking for my dream because I miss mama. I want a dream. A couple of months later, I had a dream. My dad was downstairs working in my basement. And I walked down the steps to check on him to see how he was doing and I turned the corner and there stood my mom. And she was so beautiful. She was young. She looked sharp. She was all dressed in blue and white. And I thought, man, she looks so beautiful. I said, mom. And I said, oh, mom. And I ran to her and I hugged her and I felt her hug in my dream. And I looked right into her face and I said, you have no idea how much we have missed you. I said, Mom, Dad is a mess. I said, we miss you so much. Mom, it's so good to see you. And I just felt she was smiling and she was holding on to my hands and she looked at me and she said, oh, baby. And if you knew my mother at all, and many of you did, 
baby was out of her mouth all the time. She called everybody baby. She said, oh, baby. She said, it won't be long now. And I woke up. And I was like, wow. It was so vivid, so real, so amazing. I'm telling you, the Lord is closer than you think. He's coming and stirring us up. The world is a mess. But that's only a sign. That's part of the fig tree. It's part of the signs and the wonders around us. I'm telling you, he's getting us ready. There's something for us to be excited about. In, in 1 Thessalonians 4 and 16, I read that scripture this morning. When it talks about the dead in Christ shall rise first, then we which are alive and reign, remain will be caught up together with the Lord to meet the Lord in the air. Verse 18 says, comfort one another with these words. It brings comfort tonight, don't it? It causes us to want to shout and want to dance. We're getting ready to go. If it was a shuttle, then the shuttle's pulling into the station. If it was a train, well, I'm hearing the whistle blow. Whatever it is, he's getting us ready. And he's wanting us, he's wanting his people, he's wanting his church to get themselves ready. He's wanting us to straighten up our outfits. He's wanting us to comb our hair. When you're getting ready to go somewhere, you're checking everything out, right? He's wanting us to get ready because he's coming. It's almost time. I want you, if you would, with me right now, just love on it. Would you just lift your hands all over the sanctuary? In the name of Jesus, Lord, we love you tonight. We honor you. We bless your name and give you praise. We glorify you and thank you, Lord. We look forward to it. Lord, it's comfort to our hearts to know you're getting your church ready. When we see the chaos and the destruction and the immorality around us, Lord, we don't worry it, but we're actually wanting you to come. We're praying as, as the revelator did, even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Lord, when we see all that's around us, the fear and the, the, the terror, we see all of these things. We're looking to the eastern sky. We're crying out, God, we're looking for your coming. We're like that lover running through the streets looking for her lover. Lord, we're looking. We're watching. We're waiting. We're listening for a sound. And we can't hardly wait until you get here. We can't hardly wait till you get here, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray for our lost loved ones. We pray for those that are cold and indifferent. We pray for those that need that personal revival. We pray over them tonight, God. We're believing and knowing you're getting us ready. Save our young people. Save our sons, our daughters. Save our fathers and mothers. Save your people, Lord. Get that one more ready. Get that one more ready, that one we're witnessing to at work. Lord, help us to turn on the power. That neighbor across the street, help us to turn on the power, Lord, and work harder as we never have to be available and to be ready. Lord, we are saved by grace. We thank you for mercy that follows us all the way through our lives. We, we thank you for that. But, Lord, we understand and know that you're looking for a bride who's spotless, and you're looking for a people that is hungry for righteousness. We're hungry for your righteousness because your righteousness will change lives. Your righteousness will transform those who are lost. Your righteousness will turn us upside down and will prepare us and get us ready. We're hungry tonight. How many would testify with a hand up and say, I'm hungry, Lord. I'm hungry, Lord. I'm thirsty, Lord. 
Oh, it's time to get our focus off of the things. Don't look to the left and to the right. Don't look to the things of this world. Get your eyes off the ground. Look to the sky. The Lord is getting ready to come. It's all right for you to pay attention to the eastern sky. I felt the Holy Spirit just now. Listen, it's all right for you to take your attention and turn it towards the eastern sky. We're, we're waiting. It's just any hour, any moment. We're getting ready. So be encouraged. Be encouraged tonight. The Lord is coming. Turn to somebody and say, the Lord is coming. The Lord is coming. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being here tonight. I, you got two messages in one. How about that? I love you. Thank you for being here at Mix tonight. Please come back this Wednesday night. We'll be preaching, teaching in the sanctuary at 7. Young people on Tuesday night, Esperanza on Thursday night, Monday night, celebrate recovery. Please come and be a part of all the services this week, and we'll see you this weekend coming. God bless you.